One of the great gifts of going to Rome on pilgrimage or to study over there is that one gets to uncover a little bit of the brilliance of the ancient people. I even think we as Americans may have a uh, bias against the ancients. They were naive. They believed all these pagan myths and they had very little technology, uncatechized, rudimentary medicine. But then all of a sudden one stands before the Colosseum. The Minnesota Vikings built U.S. Bank Stadium last year because Mall of America Field, the Metrodome, was falling apart. The Metrodome was built in 1982. It was 30 years old. The Colosseum was built 2,000 years before the Metrodome and is still standing perfectly intact. Mind you, it has survived 2,000 years of being exposed to the elements. Numerous earthquakes, fires, barbarian invasions, two world wars, the sack of Rome, but it's fine. And whenever somebody stands before it with the fir- for the first time, they're literally kind of just like, wow. Maybe the ancients weren't so stupid after all. <clears throat> There's a church in Rome, as you probably know, it's called Chiesa Nuova, the new church, built in the 1500s. That's the new church. We think of something as old if it's from the Civil War. And this point is very significant for young people when they visit Rome. I know it was for me. When you see the intelligence and the committedness, if that's a word, of the people of antiquity, it helps you to understand how much or how credible these people are as witnesses, especially, you guys, when it comes to faith. The whole city of Rome helps you understand the nature of faith. When I put my faith in someone, I believe them to the fact that they know what they are talking about and I know them to be credible. And if I believe these two things about a person, then it is unreasonable for me not to trust them. If I'm suffering from a virus, some unknown virus, and I go to a doctor and he's been studying this virus his entire life, and he says to me, Father, you have the virus. Is he credible? Yeah. Does he know what he's talking about? Yeah. So it would be dumb for me to say, I don't believe you. I'm going to another doctor, one that studied this less than you. All of history is known this way, at least the history that predates the camera. Was anyone here at the sign of the Declaration of Independence? No. Except maybe sister. (laughs) It's okay, I asked her before mass. She's a good sport. And yet, we retell that story and what happened based on who was there because they knew what they were talking about and we've judged them to be credible. 
So it is with the Christian faith. It would be unreasonable to not trust people who know what they're talking about and who have shown themselves to be credible. The saints, they knew what they were talking about. Their whole lives witnessed to that. And they were credible because they died for what they believed in. And they didn't die by some violent act in which they killed others and then they were killed. Rather, their lives were taken violently because they would not renounce their faith in Jesus. We call them martyrs. And they are the most credible witnesses we have for the events of antiquity. We often foolish say, at least I've, I do, and I've heard other people say it, that history is written by the winners. Right? That's not so with Christianity. Peter didn't win anything, except for the opportunity to be crucified upside down. Paul didn't win anything, except imprisonment and beheading. Lawrence, he sure didn't win anything, except the chance to be grilled alive. Felicity, perpetuate. They didn't win anything except the opportunity to be publicly humiliated and brutally murdered by wild animals. St. Luke didn't win anything except to be hanged in Greece. By their lives, they encourage us and help us to come to know the Lord as well. Faith, you guys, is like an encounter with an exceptional person. No matter how different their upbringings, they all had one thing in common. All the saints had one thing in common. When they met Jesus, everything changed. Everything. It all began to revolve around him once they had met him. Some gave up wealth. Some gave up marriage. Some gave their lives to the poor and the sick. Some went on mission. They left everything because of him. Why? Because here was someone who, when they did what he told them to do, life made sense. Without Jesus, you guys, all we have is a relentless pursuit of wealth, pleasure, fame, all of which sooner or later gets old. Just as Jesus sent out the 72 today in the gospel, he sends us out into the world to this culture that is so bored. They're so bored, so dull, so gray, because they have no idea what to live for. It is up to us to receive the baton handed on from those who knew Jesus. We have an incredible witness today for a feast, St. Luke. Take that baton and then deepen our friendship with the Lord and hand it on to others to rescue them from futility and boredom, to raise up a fallen world like we have done as a church for so many years. And we do this so that finally this world can have life and have it to the full.